Welcome to our hockey podcast. Thank you for listening. If you would like to support our podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick. Thank you. This week on the reverse stick, it's here, Matt, the FIH hockey pod. Woo! More rumblings from NA programs. And, uh, it's a bit time now. Bit time. Greetings and welcome to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. My name is John Lee. I'm joined by Matt Allen once again. How are you, Matt? Hi, John. I'm good, mate. NA programs, what, Narcotics Anonymous? National Association. Ah, right, sorry. Yep, got that. Super. Um, John, I really like you. I hope you're doing well. You, you're coping all right at the moment. If you need a friend, I don't really care. If you need, if you, <laughs> if you need a friend, I'm here, John, because it's uh, it's World Kindness Day today. Okay, so this is going to be a very kind episode. Well, Friday, the 13th, <laughs> Friday the thirteenth of November. It's episode one seventy of the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Lots to get yes. through in a short period of time today, John, um, because uh, it's the little ones' birthday today. So oh, I've got to be on time for. I know you you were up early with work. It just you're working, mate. You're not like some of these poor buggers around the world that are stuck in four-week lockdown, six-week lockdown. If you're Jazz Preet Sani, eight-month lockdown. Oh, poor guy. Wowzers. I got to drive around in the dark this morning, <laughs> in the pouring rain. Yeah, lovely. The windows down, just Crazy. It's loving we're, we're, the outside. Some very strange November rain we're having here in Perth, oh. Western Australia at the moment. I don't mind it. I'm not complaining. It was 40 degrees this time last year. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's Axel Rose. Impersonation. Well, it's funny you should say, John, because I do have a little musical treat for you coming up a little bit later in the oh, in, God, in, in the show. Well, no. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll, we'll it's say. It's not it. me singing the Pied Piper in Grade Seven, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. News. Well, there's no pro league news this week, is there? There is no pro league news, John. Not for a while. We, we won't be getting Wait, any pro so. league news until February. Who knows? Won't see. Bit of a shame. Um, there is some news, though, John. Hang on, let me just get it up on... Well, I've got various devices lined up here at the moment. We had results from the uh, Turkish Super League indoor, which oh, happened really? over last weekend. Uh, saw some posts coming out of um, uh, Turkish hockey, strangely enough, on Twitter. In the women's comp, Gaziantep Doruk SK came third. Second spot, Aliana Stars Bobes. They were second, and uh, the winners of the women's champion of women's indoor super league for 2021 is Gaziantep Polis Kuchugu or something like that. In the men's comp, I've only got the second and first place. Uh, second, oh my goodness, Turkoglu Municipality Karamanamarash Hockey. They came second. Thankfully, the winners, much easier to say, Gaziantep Police Force. I was going to say, you were... Obviously, spent some time in Turkey. I have actually. Yeah, I've been to Istanbul. I went, like for, a, I went for. Um, I went for. No, I did. And I went to. Um, uh, Anzac Day. Um, yeah, oh, Gallipoli, okay. Gallipoli yeah, yeah, Cove, yeah. and yeah, did all that many years ago. Oh, good stuff. Um, so uh, great that there's some indoor happening there. Not so great news out of Ireland this week that no. their finals, which were due in Feb, are postponed purely because 
they don't know when they're going to be able to play the qualification it's tournaments to get um, yeah, yeah, people to those. I know Rob Abbott was a bit sad about that and was keen, keenly looking on at the competition that happened here in Perth last week in the, the Western Australian State Championships. Yeah. Um, the men's comp won by Fremantle Coburn. Good to see. Um, interestingly, the two teams that made the final... You go to trouble. They, well, the two teams that made the final... Hang on. The two teams <laughs> that made the final both played without a goalkeeper. It was a 5-4 yeah. five, five, win to, to the Magpies over Melville. It's funny, I reckon those sorts of smaller-sided games are much better without goalies. They're much better to play in. Are you going to let, are you leading into something? No, no, I just, I, I think that's, they're far more exciting. Yeah. And, what, and you love just being able to score from everywhere, don't you? Anywhere on the field. Well, I can score from everywhere. Yeah, that's right. Straight <laughs> over the top of the bar. Uh, Pakistan. No, mate, Ian, I was denied. I was denied. Uh, the Pakistan National Championships are taking place at the moment. Now, I've got this information from The Nation. Online, National Bank of Pakistan, Sui Southern, Maori Petroleum and Pakistan Air Force uh, Wednesday earned victories in the matches of the ongoing 66th edition of Pakistan's National Senior Hockey Championship and the Maori Petroleum Hockey Stadium, Ayub Park, Rawal Pindi. The article goes on to say, according to information made available here, Wapda beat Pakistan Army 4-3 in the first match. For Wapda, Alim Balar scored two, while Alim Usman and Tazwa Abbas scored a goal apiece. Wazim Akram, M. Farhan and Ali Haider scored one goal each for the Army. And second match, MPB outclassed Port Gazim 8-1. Anyway, look, it's ongoing there. Um, unfortunately, since our friend Arslan's left the media role at Pakistan Hockey, there's been nothing posted. So I think the last post on Facebook was uh, on the 3rd of November and on Twitter was on the 2nd of November. So this competition's going on at the moment. We're not seeing any streaming of it, unfortunately. This is the National Championship. 66th. Yeah. But yet we yet we saw a, a separate competition being streamed just two weeks prior um, from there. So it uh, seems a bit strange that nothing's happening. I did send a message to the Twitter account today to say, oh, has anybody replaced Arsenal? Because it would be good to see what's going on and if there's That's any streaming available. another number on a screen, that message, you know, no. don't you? Yeah, there just we another go. number on a little icon. Uh, kicking off last night in New Zealand was the Sentinel Homes Premier Hockey League from Hamilton at Waikato Hockey. Um, the setup they've got over there this year is a, looks like you know a kind of a franchise thing. They've got four sides in both the men's and the women's comps: the Northern Tridents, the Hauraki Mavericks, Central Falcons, and the Southern Alpiners. I'm assuming this is their their way. I mean, it might be a brand new tournament that will continue in the future, but it's their way of getting some solidarity and uh, selections for um, Olympics and, and going forward into next year. Of course, something similar happening here in Perth at the moment in selections and trials is the Super Camp. Hockey Roos and Kookaburras both involved uh, with that. I'm hoping to go down tomorrow, go and watch the Hockey Roos uh, play against the Hockey Roos at 9am. Would like to go there today, but said birthday. Can't get down. Yeah, can't do it all, can you? Got a tip for that game? Uh, yeah, uh, Winter Australia. Yeah, no doubt in that. Um, you can get some highlights on the Hockey Australia channels as well. Um, there is full commentary. Um provided by Ashley Morrison, but you won't get to see any of the full games because they don't want to give away um, any of the intricacies and the, um, the work that's being done on both sides to competitors, naturally. But you get to see the highlights of the goals. And he's actually commentating the game. He's doing the whole games, but they're not broadcasting the whole games. Yeah. <laughs> they're just the but highlights. He, he's, he's doing that because he wants the highlights to sound like... Anyway, I think it's good. It's very professional. Because they'll sound like... It won't sound... Yeah. 
Yeah, well, yeah, it won't sound like you. Well, then the great thing is about when you when you go back and overdub those, you can you know you can just pick those things happening just before they happen. Well, I think he might pass down the right. Oh, yeah, no, he's done that. Now look out for this guy running onto the spot because yeah, it's a goal. Do you know how hard that is to commentate something that you've oh, seen yeah, before? Oh yeah, I imagine it is. It yeah. is. It's quite difficult. Um, anyway. Good stuff. Any more results? Uh, not results-wise. Um, there. What's coming up? Something else coming up? I know what's what's news. Go on. Hockey World news, because that's out. Yep, the latest. Everybody art should read it. Edition. It's fantastic. Number seventeen. This uh, this one features articles from Martin Hainer, the German captain, Ashley Morrison. Uh, turmoil in the hockey ruse with some news from Simon Orchard, but we'll cover that coming up in the show. Uh, Keely Dunn's back in there, of course, with FH umpires changing the rules. And just at the bottom of the page here, I see John Lee. Let's face it, the sport is dangerous. Yep, it is. Like you'll have to read that to You're find welcome. out. So get online onto some of the Hockey World News channels. You'll get a link through to their Patreon account. Now, this is free. This is a freebie for anybody, but you need to be signed on to Patreon to be able to access it to get to the download yeah. for it. So you don't have to sign up to the Hockey World news page, although there is an option to do that. Um, and you don't have to sign sign up any money to Patreon. Not to anybody, no, no, just be a Patreon member. Oops. And then once you're in there, if you choose to maybe go to forward slash the reverse stick whilst you're on and wish to um, become part of our wonderful Patreon family, Get lots of extra content there, don't you, John? And it gets, you know, you we do. get we get quite personal with our patrons. We've got some lovely people helping out, helping us out with our hockey podcast endeavours. So yeah, you can get on and do that. But certainly, go and read Hockey World News. And there's also a, a story by Sahel Labas in there, which is pretty good. It's great. It's good reading. There's a couple of other stories. Uh, what, what it's going to mean for a year out of hockey, international level. Uh, that's an interesting. Um, a year off the pitch. A year off the international pitch could be eternal. Interesting headline to use for that article. Yeah, great. Read. Do it. Patreon it. Read it. Get involved. I'm trying to see who's written that article. And that's, that's still yours. Let's face it, the sport is dangerous. Let's face it, the sport is... Uh, the Olympic... Uh, Simon Orchard. Oh, Two articles from Orchie. Jeez, he must have some spare time on his time. hands. Well done. Slow on the buttons today, aren't I? I'm terrible. <laughs> You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Now, um, I've got a, I've got a follow up um, okay. on the article pertaining to the hockey ruse. I've just just mentioned there also Simon Orchard in the latest Hockey World News, um, but but pertaining to last week's conversation about the hockey ruse and the culture, and there was the news report featuring Nick Arold, who had recently departed the program as a, yeah. in a coaching capacity. Well, there's a follow up this week from Seven News. Now, you might recall last week I said. Uh, is this just Channel 10 trying to, uh, trying to badmouth hockey because their rival in, in Seven Media and the, and the West Australian newspaper are getting behind hockey? Well, lo and behold, an article comes up on sevennews.com.au. But slightly, we, we missed a little bit last week and we were a, a little bit off the pace with it. So I'll, oh. I'll take you through it. This is from Justin Chadwick. Didn't say we were wrong. No. This is from Justin Chadwick and, um, Australian Associated Press journalist. Uh, the headline, Forgetful Coach Denies Toxic Hockey Claims. Hockey Roos coach Paul Godoyne denies there's a toxic culture within his setup, but admits he has missed meetings with players. We got that wrong. The Australian women's hockey team has been in the headlines in recent weeks amidst 
accusations of a bullying culture and the resignation of its three co-captains. Georgina Morgan and Emily Chalker were the first to step down as skippers and the Hockey Roos were left with a complete leadership vacuum when Jodie Kenny announced her retirement two weeks later. Two-time Olympian Nicole Arold, who spent a brief period as an assistant under Godoin, said a decade of poor culture within the setup had hurt the Hockey Roos. Arold said bullying allegations had been handled poorly in the past and the Godoin's leadership had been chaotic and disorganised with a lack of clear direction. Well, this was some of the things that weren't said in the um, last week's article. Well, it wasn't it? picking on individual people, no. was it? She also said Godoin, who was appointed coach at the end of 2016, simply forgot to turn up to several key meetings. Godoin admitted to missing the meetings, but he feels the other allegations are off the mark. I missed some meetings. Yeah, I'm happy to say that, Godoin said on Tuesday. There's, a, there's various reasons for those, and I don't want to get caught up into that, but that can happen at times. I'm not perfect, but I followed up certainly on many occasions with those players. The Hockey Roos were once the golden child of Australian sport, but they have been mired in controversies in recent years. Then coach Adam Commons had his contract terminated straight after the 2016 Rio Games for engaging in behaviour that Hockey Australia deemed amounted to serious misconduct. HA launched an investigation into other aspects of that Rio Games, but rumours of unrest continue to haunt the team. Godoyan says he's been respectful of any player dealing with mental health issues and he supports an environment where any member can approach him with ideas or complaints. He said it was a concern that some players were approaching the media to air their complaints instead of turning to him. All we can ask for is to keep talking to us. That's the most important thing, Godoyne said. That's why I've got staff to help support them with those decisions in terms of how we deal with that. For us, it's been a really important part after Rio to come in and make sure we've got people who are feeling, sorry, who are feeling supported within the programme. Hockey Roos midfielder Jane Claxton, who is part of the current senior camp in Perth, Super Camp in Perth, believes the team is in the process of developing a strong culture. In the Rio campaign, there were issues and they were, they were presented to the board and we've been working through them like any organisation, Claxton said. You have your ups and downs. Elite sport is unique in that it's a very high intense environment. Some people flourish and some people don't. And that's OK. Sometimes we get it right, sometimes we get it wrong but we're in a positive space as a playing group. Well, are they? Do you think they are, John? Uh, um, I think things are better than they were. Uh, oh, look, I, I think that there's a lot more to this story than is likely to come out, although it's a pity it doesn't because it would clear the air. It would, it would explain a lot of things, probably. Well, you can um, get a bit more insight. And we're going to read the Simon Orchard's yeah. article in, in, in Hockey World in News. Hockey it's a bit, it's a bit more in-depth with some of the uh, the information around it. It is. It's it's sad that it's got to this, because I think it could have been handled a bit better by Hockey Australia over the journey. Not, it's not something that's just happened overnight, and it's it's not just something under Paul Godoyne's reign. In fact, I was surprised that he was the coach that missed the, um, missed the meetings, because... Yeah. I think I think at times Hockey Australia don't tackle things head on um, and remain silent on certain things and hope that the problems just just well, disappear and go and go I away. And that's speaking from knowledge of personal experience with a couple of situations. One of the problems is, is the playing group has been consistent in in its complaints over a long period of time, and nothing. It's it's not as if they haven't they've been silent and saying nothing, and this has all just suddenly come to a head. It's not like that at all. They've known these problems existed for a long time. And uh, let's hope it sorts itself out. I think <laughs> twice this week I've heard sports broadcasters, because I listen to a lot of sport radio, Matt, you know that, yeah. and um, on two different... Not not to podcast, huh? 
no, not podcast. Two two different sports news type agencies have have brought it up in conversations about what's going on in the world of sport, and both of these stations, for want of a better word, are um, heavily in de- heavily into the other sports. So they're spending a lot of time on AFL football, not much time on anything else. So to hear them talking about a hockey at all was quite yeah, even <laughs> a shock. It, yeah, even if it's bad news. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, and. Uh, the guy I heard this morning was uh, saying that this story won't go away. I get the feeling that they know more about it than a lot more about it than what they're letting on, and that there, there's something going on there that's going to pop sooner or later. And because nothing's being said, and that's the only, you know, it's, it hasn't really been addressed at all by, oh, we had a review. I did, yeah. I think you'll find that they're complaining about the review, yeah. <laughs> Well, look, talking about reviews, and let's stay in the National Association space. Yes. Um, let's move over to Canada. Now, this is an article that has popped up from the Globe and Mail, um, and it's headed, Former NHL GM Mike Gillis, Gillis, let's call him Gillis, calls for forensic audit, audit of Field Hockey Canada. Former Vancouver Canucks President and General Manager Mike Gillis is calling for a forensic investigation into the governance and operations of Field Hockey Canada and how its board of directors has treated the women's team. Gillis, who played for the Boston Bruins and Colorado Rockies, has been... That's, that's their, their hockey teams. Ice hockey? Yeah, hockey teams, not field hockey. Let's just make the distinction between the two. No, they're ice hockey Has so been embroiled in a long-running dispute with the board of directors of FHC over financial accountability and management of the Canadian women's team. His daughter, Kate Wright, is the captain. So there comes the interest. So go on. What? His daughter plays for the yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There is a mountain of evidence that should have should have people up in arms in this country. It's our money that's going to this, Gillis said in an interview. They've they've been bankrupt on at least three separate occasions in the last ten years, and our funding partner, the people we brought to the table, bailed them out to the tune of $150,000 that was supposed to go to the women's team. It didn't go anywhere near the women's team. It went to pay off a line of credit. He applied to the Sport Dispute Resolution Centre of Canada, but the arbitration was dismissed in August, not on the merits of the case, but because Gillis had filed it too late. His allegations of a poorly run organisation are partly supported by an independent review that was commissioned by the FHC and obtained by the Globe and Mail. The report concluded in June that the Board of Directors have failed to provide the structure and leadership or to own the mandate of the relevant stakeholders of the system as a whole, to run HP, the high-performance program, which aims for world class. The report, written by German field hockey coach Marcus Wieser, criticised the board for the, this is quote, disconnect, anger and mistrust, lack of vision and purpose, and noted the uneducated and unqualified coaches. Board... Not anymore. Willow's there. Willow's on. Board chair Anne Doggett, who has been on the board for a decade, acknowledged in her introduction that the report is hard-hitting in terms of the deficiencies in our system and highlights the need for urgent and major change in several areas. FHC CEO Susan Ahrens said in a statement that the organisation has undergone complete transformation, including the hiring of high-performance coaches and staff. She called Gillis's allegations unfounded. But Gillis said Visa's finding support what he has been saying for years about the management of FHC. He alleges the board has shown favouritism to the men's team and pointed to an apparent conflict of interest with lawyer Gordon Plottle, who sat on the board while his wife was a paid member of the men's coaching team. 
How often do we see that? <laughs> Gillis complained that a former CEO spent more time working on his PhD than managing FHC and claimed the financial books have not been properly kept. Their financial statements are a mess. They have things listed there that are complete misrepresentations, he said. They said there was a hosting fund. It was $142,000 that has been listed on their financial statement for years as an asset that is for Olympic hosting. But when confronted, <laughs> confronted, they said that was spent years ago. Aaron's provided a copy of the latest Treasurer's report, which indicates FHC is trying to resolve issues of financial mismanagement, including cancelling and paying off all credit cards. Jesus. Budgets must now be based on funds guaranteed by government agencies. No hey, invoices should, hockey world. <laughs> no invoices should be paid without the appro- approval of the CEO, and fundraising criteria have been improved. She said Plottle recently stepped down from the board and insisted he was always de- has always declared his spouse as a conflict of interest. Notably, one-third of the board is new to their role, while of the remaining directors, all but two are in their first term, she said. Well, first thing I'd like to say in that case, Matt, is any time I hear financial irregularity in FHC, I get a bit worried that you might get a knock on the door from the fraud squad. But that's uh, long-time listeners will understand that. Um, let's get on to this particular occasion, shall we? Interesting, some of those are the same sorts of things as what some of the allegations are, are in Australia, but there's a, a different vein to them. There's a, the Australian allegations are more about intimidation and bullying of individuals, whereas this seems to be more about financial irregularities. I thought you were going to draw a link to the FIH then. That's what I thought. That's where oh, you're going to, but we wouldn't know. But, you know, FIH, if you're listening, it'd be nice to see those 2019 financials, wouldn't it? Because apparently they've been approved for a release. It'd be okay. good to see them. Yeah, the guy's daughter's playing, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so... It, you, so he's got, a, he's got an insight, and he's obviously, yeah. he's obviously tried to help out along well, the and, way. And it's also, it's also, you know, very easy to just, oh, well, that's a dad who's upset with something, you know, and that can happen sometimes. But this is also a guy who's a former president and general manager of the National Hockey League, Ice oh, sorry, Hockey League. No, it's the NHL, but it's not the NIHL. It should be. The National Ice Hockey League, the Vancouver Canucks. So the guy's been on the inside of sports management at a professional level. He, so he, he's not just some guy sitting on the sideline teeing off because he thinks his daughter's not getting a good run or he's being mistreated or something. He has an idea of what's, what goes into all of this. Yeah. So I, maybe it's too late. Maybe it has all been addressed by the Canadian board. You, certainly they've got a good coach on now. I don't think. Anybody would say Willow's, what were those words that they used? He used. Well, no, the, 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 well, the article goes, goes on and talks about former coach Gilles Bonnet. So the team hired South African coach Gilles Bonnet, who took them from 21st to 14th place in the world. That's they, not bad. They finished a record fifth at the Commonwealth Games in Australia in 2018 and won a silver at the 2019 Pan Am Games. They later lost to Ireland in a tight shootout and were eliminated from going to the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. But gee, they put up a good fight, didn't they? Yeah. And relocated to bloody Belgium and, uh, you know, pulled they up their lives. They had a crack. They had a real crack. Um, before the Pan Am Games, FHC dismissed Bonnet, saying it was unable to pay his salary when the team lost its own the podium funding for 2019-20. Ah, uh, Olympic funding. So the team raised the money to pay me up to the qualification, not the association, said Bonnet, who is now wow. coaching in China. I just think with the women's team, they really had to fend for themselves largely with little direction. There were many occasions where the team felt isolated and alone. Gillis said the women's team got a two million pledge over four years from 94 forward. A Victoria-based organisation created as legacy of the Commonwealth Games in 1994. 94 forward demanded financial accountability after it provided the 150000 to the women's team that went to pay down a line of credit. 
The board turned down the offer, Gillis said. What, um, what I find disappointing the most about these two stories is they're both about women's programs. Yeah. And we've got this yep. thing about equally amazing and, and that's great. This isn't a sledge of that, but the idea that, you know, if you're in a national program, if there's a national program for sport, like, of a sport like ours, men and women should be paid the same. I assume it's the same in Australia. Yeah, I don't know. It, it is. Yeah. And and it, it, it shouldn't make a difference. Now, we're not professional sport by any stretch. We make our money off government funding, so it should be equal for everybody. If we were professional sports and it was based on how many fans turn up to your game and how many tune in on TV, well, that's a different thing altogether. You, you become the entertainment industry. And, you know, bands that have the biggest number of followers make the most amount of money. That's generally the way it goes. Um, it, it's just really disappointing, both the financial side of things and the other allegations about bullying and all that sort of stuff, which it just isn't on in any sporting organisation or team. And it's yet to be founded. Well, you're It's all unfounded at the moment. So let's hope that it... You know, there's nothing really there, but if there is something that it's stamped on and attacked. You would hope there's enough flags being waved here at the moment to try and instigate some sort of change that's if it right. isn't already in place or already happening. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think at this point it would be wise to mention Daryl McCormack and um, Tim Bottler. Yeah. Yep. You've been mentioned on the show, boys. You should tune in and yeah, listen. We'll be hashtagging you in. Make sure, because we're going to tell you that we mentioned you. You are listening to the Reverse Tech, the Global Hockey Podcast. A little t- change of tactic. You know, I told you I, I, I made uh, something for you. Yeah, I, no, you didn't tell me you'd made something. You said uh, you had a musical treat for Ah, uh, did I? Oh, what have you made? Um, just something special for you, John. Obviously, something special for our listeners as well. Because, you know, you know, I'm a bit of a composer in my spare time. And those of that would have heard the uh, Stick It to John theme tune, yeah, that was one of mine. I know, surprising. Yeah. <laughs> um, just sit back. Just sit back. On it. It's only 30 seconds. This isn't the whole song. This is just a, a, a snippet from uh, something I've been working on in the studio oh recently. God. Well, the hookers might play that at. Um, that's just that's just a little extra. Cool, There's a bit, yeah, a bit, bit more, uh, bit more to come out on that. That'll be on on my Bandcamp page, my, my Bandcamp page coming up uh, pretty soon. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, took when me. Is your album coming out? Well, soon as well. Well, that, that only took me about twelve minutes this morning to do. So I reckon I'll have an album done by well next week's show. Oh, good. Probably. You've you got three or four tracks already, haven't you? Yeah, we'll stick it to John. And Matt's Matt's mystery Mr. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be a rocking album. Yeah. Maybe maybe Chris, maybe it's one for Christmas. Could be. Huh? Thank you. It's charming, mate. Give it a whack. Give it a whack. You've given it a whack by doing that. Thanks. Um, oh, I didn't put the applause on at the end. I should have done that, shouldn't I? Oh, dear John, I did that one as well. That's another classic. Yeah, it huh? is. It is. A delightful are you download play package. One now, or are we going to talk more about hockey?
Mystery. Mystery. Oh, I did mention last. I'll get him out on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get a you know a, a extended nice, version. Yeah, a nice remix on there or something. We'll get, Forty-eight inch. We'll get um I don't know. We'll get Fat Boy Slim to do a remix of it or um Rizzle Dizzle. No, Mark huh? Ronson. Okay, all right. We'll book him in. You got his number. Um, yeah, he's doing the hookers league. Matt's now. mystery file, John. This is a fairly recent history. This is from the Hockey Circle, nineteen ninety-one. Wow, which is 20, 29 years ago. And this I did mention last week. This has been sent through from Jeff, who's got some copies oh, of yeah, the Hockey, yeah, yeah. Hockey Circle yeah. for me. I don't think I'll do the, the whole article, but you'll you'll enjoy it. The, um, this is by Clary Miller, author of Hockey's Grand Slam. Uh, the headline is FIH is an anachronism in uh, sorry FIH is an anachronism in world of sport. Oh dear, go on. Wonder why Jeff thought we'd like this one. <laughs> hockey has made Australia famous as the world's best hockey nation and has brought Australia more honour and glory internationally as a team sport in the past decade than cricket, basketball, rugby, or tennis. I challenge anyone to prove me wrong. Since 1981, Australia has had a meteoric rise to fame in the firmament of world hockey since 81 under richard agis australia won the peugeot tournament in amsterdam in 82 australia won the asanda tournament in melbourne beating india in the final in 83 australia won the five nation tournament in kuala lumpur and the champions trophy in karachi australia also won the 10 nation tournament in hong kong in 83 blah 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 blah. it goes on with a few more trophies just to, to prove the point um can any australian team sport boast of such a record in world sport Yet hockey receives scant media and TV exposure. As I watched the poor crowd on the opening day of the 1990 Champions Trophy Hockey Tournament in the State Hockey Centre, Melbourne, I felt sad. Apart from the wonder stick work of the Pakistan team, which the media praised, the other teams played a game of hard-hitting and athleticism, which Simon Barnes of the London Times would describe as appealing to the crude and coarser Anglo-Saxon temperament. (laughs) It is time... Amateur officials, men and women who ran sport for love and dedication, must revalue their position as we head towards the 21st century. So my good friends in the hockey world and the Australian Hockey Association, please wake up. Sport today must strike a balance between marketing professionalism and the traditional sports administration. If you don't join the scramble for the sponsorship dollar, hockey will go into limbo. It was in 1980 during the Champions Trophy that Pakistani pressman questioned Mr. Etienne Glitch-Titch, president of the FIH at the time. Now, why the key portfolios of the FIH have always been in Europe, despite India and Pakistan holding the major titles for the greater part of the post-war years? That was in 1980. We're now in 1990, and the status quo remains. The same people still clinging to power. The FIH is an amateur organisation, and with the dawn of television, modern sport now belongs to the entrepreneur and the acumen of the professional marketing manager. It is, therefore, quite obvious the FIH is now living on borrowed time. The FIH has served hockey well for the past 66 years, and we thank them. But in modern world of sport, the FIH has become an anachronism, and those nations who still pin their faith in the FIH are putting the future of hockey in jeopardy. It is time Australia, Britain, India and Pakistan and other progressive hockey-playing nations realise the fact that the FIH has outlived its usefulness. Hockey definitely needs a new image and direction 
and it is time a truly representative new World Hockey Association was formed on professional lines. Let us review the world's greatest sporting pageant, the Olympic Games. What is the function of this august body known as the International Olympic Committee? At best, we can call it a post office, (laughs) renting the Olympic Games to the highest bidder. Imagine Melbourne investing 20 million to host the 1996 Olympic Games and missing out, and, and, and Atlanta getting the nod. And poor Athens, the home of Olympic Games, being deprived of them for 1996, their centennial year. I leave my readers to answer who won, sport or the dollar dazzler. The Olympic Games has now become a billion-dollar industry, and who are the beneficiaries? The few rich nations and the IOC. So what happened to amateur sport? The signs of the new order are plainly visible all over Australia and worldwide. It's the sign of the times. Basketball, tennis and cricket now exist as business enterprises, heavily sponsored by TV exposure. So why not hockey? Cricket was once in the doldrums and along came Kerry Packer. He yeah. took on the establishment and beat them and, and Luke and, and Lucre, Lucre became the name of the game. Sorry, I recall the words of Ian Chappell. It's wonderful to play cricket for your country, but honour and glory do not pay the bills. That's right. Cricket has made rapid progress in organisation and marketing acumen. It offers attractive prizes to gain attention and create patronage for the game. Another reason why cricket has become so popular in India, Pakistan, West Indies and Sri Lanka is because cricket offers incentives. There's a way of life beyond what the ordinary citizens of these countries earn or accomplish in their normal vocation or walk of life. No wonder cricketers of these countries look on the game as their El Dorado. Hockey is the national game of India and Pakistan. If the governments of these countries can encourage professional cricket, why not hockey? Hockey has made India and Pakistan world famous, and if they wish to regain their lost pride and prestige, they must give professional hockey a thought and help to form a new World Hockey Association. Interesting. Interesting, isn't it? You know, a lot, 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 lot of parallels, um, but that's... That's looking. That's 1990. Looking yeah. at the crest of what was about to that happen. And that was without right. the. That's without the internet even sort yeah, of being, yeah. being I, a consideration. That I, I think his his premise is absolutely right. I don't know that demolishing the FIH is necessarily the way to go, but certainly some. No, God knows. God knows. We're going to try. Well, some some sort of restructure. I think re-guidance. But anyway. But the, the, the ideas he's talking about and what's happening in sport, that's very much what happened. And he's probably writing that 10 year, 20 years after it's actually occurred, 10 or, you know. That's in 91. Well, the Packer yeah. revolution was the 70s for cricket because um, we lived, well, I lived through that. Um, and it, it's been obvious that hockey has not adapted, didn't, didn't bite the bullet and th- and for some reason has clung to this notion of amateurism. And it's, it's still around today. You know, the CEO with that, remember the line about, oh, we don't need a sponsor because we're a family, family sport. sport. Yeah. I mean, mate, seriously. I mean, you cling to, oh, we're a family sport is, it, it's just not good enough. Well, John, don't worry about it because the Watch.Hockey app has got to 50,000 downloads no, no, this no, week. No, 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 4,000. 49,999. Oh, that's right. We know somebody who's deleted, yeah, deleted it, don't we? Yeah. 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 I didn't want to tell them. Well, there we go. That, folks, that was... Uh... Press the button. Matt. I <laughs> <laughs> can't blame you for that one. Matt. 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 Mystery. 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 Mystery.
Um, of course, this week sees the launch of the oh, yeah. Hockey Pod. What's the name of the, it? Ho- hockey Pod. That's the name. So it doesn't say FIH, Hockey Pod. Hockey it's Pod. A, a bit hard to find on Spotify, but if you search FIH Hockey Pod, then it, you'll find it about number eight or number nine at the moment on the list. Unfortunately, it is only available on Spotify. I've given it a quick scan listen. I haven't listened to the whole episode, but uh, Roger Hoffman, Roger A. Hoffman, he's on there with Ava DeHerder and Ayana Mc. Plain, um, host, and you can host, listen to the test too, because the, the test, test is up there yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Well, so. Yeah, I don't know why you put that up there, but because um, it's a test with hosts, um, FIH media moguls, Sarah Juggins and Rich Stainthorpe. So give that a listen. Hashtag Field Hockey Podcast. Yeah, once a month. Once a month. So, First one's up there on Spotify. Hopefully, they might make it available on other platforms because there's a lot of people that won't use Spotify. I look forward to the hundredth episode because you know what that'll mean it'll what? mean people are interested in listening because they'll have to have kept doing it and 100 episodes is well I think you can monetize automatically years, through, nine years well, you can monetize automatically through, through Spotify as well so oh okay just you know all you need is point zero zero two five percent of our 25 um, 2 billion followers and uh, ka-ching You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. No, that's um, almost it for this week, but there is something that we said that we'd have a chat about. Oh, did we? Um, and, well, we had a brief production meeting in between games on oh. on, on Tuesday night, remember? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, I, I just come off the field. You're talking to Stevie. Yeah. Um, is that another hashtag? See, I thought you were going to get at me because of my behaviour in, in the game, because you found it hilarious that I was... Um, the opposition well, said that I was grumpy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they said you're grumpy because, um, and actually it was Fester who said he kept taking DC on and DC kept whacking him and he just kept getting angrier and angrier. <laughs> I don't mind DC whacking me. I was getting angry because, look, when you're playing club on club, go as dirty as you like with it. But when you kick the ball... When you hit it with your back stick, when you fall outside the normal rules of the game, I expect you to put your hand up and be- and just go, sorry, yeah, my foot, blah, blah, blah. No, they were cheating bastards. And I'll, I'll take all the bumps and I'll give the bumps. But you know, if I kick the ball, if it's Frio against Frio, I'm putting my hand up. I'll even do it with some umpires at the start of a game just to win them, get, them, get them onside in normal games. Well, I... Club on club, put your hand up. Yeah, the ball's gone off the side. Put your hand up. Don't play on. They said... You're not 12 years old. That's exactly what you said. At half time to them. I gave them a serve. And I said, but that's exactly (laughs) how he plays every week. (laughs) And they agreed with me. I just thought I'd break it up up because uh, (laughs) that was that. Yeah, we're going to move on but to... But I am going to get... It was funny. Go on. To the controversial social media post oh. of the week. Is it the social media fail of the week? Um, I think it is. Okay. Yeah, I believe that it is the social media fail of the week, and that's come out from South Pass. Now, we well, know that's... we know Bernardo, and we know the South Pass team do some fantastic work for the growth of hockey, not least the Skillers program. And Bernardo was probably interviewed like three or four for us, wasn't he? And um, South Pass were just kind of getting going and, and getting a name for themselves. Um, and, yeah, done some really great work with hockey. But I think 
with their posts, a couple of posts over uh, the last seven or eight days, namely the fat face, chubby face posts, uh, I think they missed the mark with it. Now, are you telling me... To be honest, I didn't pay that much attention to the original post. <laughs> but well, first and foremost, the original post didn't get a lot of traction, and that was some fat-faced male players. Now, uh, let me let me see if you if I'm right in this. These are photos that have been manipulated yes. to make them. So it's not actually th- th- this person as they are. There, are, there's individual pictures of male players and female players on two separate posts where they've used. Uh, uh, let's call it a face-enhancing app. There was fat face app. Well, there was yeah. I don't know what what app's been used. There was a filter on um, uh, TikTok. You know, I'm big on oh, TikTok, okay. uh, which was a chubby face app. Um, yeah, you 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 get the idea. Taking the normal face and and stretching it out to make make you look as though you've put on weight. And the tagline with this was related to, "Look who's put on some weight eating too many cookies over lockdown." Or something to, to, to that effect. Now I mentioned there was two posts. There was a post of male players and then a couple of days later a post of female players. The, uh, the post of the female players received a lot more engagement. Um, and that's come mainly from outrage from, from people. Whereas the post for the, for the male players didn't get quite as much. Um, it didn't get any at all, did it? No. Until... No. Until the post went up with the female players on there. Um, now, that you know, now I'm, no, I'm, no, it doesn't, no, it shouldn't, it shouldn't make any difference whether it be male or female, the, the, you know, it's, it's the same whichever way you look at it. Um, my, my initial feelings were it, about it was that it's, it's just not that funny. It's pretty puerile. It's not my kind of humour. It's not even Benny Hill. Well, no, no, that's, that's more of a overtly sexist thing, yeah, and, I, and, I, and I don't think this has got anything to do necessarily with sexism, sexism although that kind of gets wound up into it a little bit. Um, I think it's basically about fat shaming, and at a time where we are very aware of people's mental health, um, we are aware of body dysmorphia and related mental illnesses around that. These are, these are very real things. Um, so when your audience goes, eh, I don't think that's right. Can you take that down? We're upset by this. I think sometimes you've got to listen to the room. Um, Bernardo didn't. He's doubled down on it and said, well, look, I've got a right to put these things up. Lots of people have found it very funny. If you're offended about it, you you have a right to be offended. But, yeah, you know, that's... Do. So I, I understand you know, he, why he'd be defensive about what he's doing and the, and the work that he's done. I think stick to what you're good at. Stick to the great hockey content. Forget about the humour. You're not a comedian. You're not a stand-up comedian on stage. And you can't compare what's delivered in that kind of environment to what's being delivered through a channel like South Pass. The target market, the audience that that goes to, a lot of young kids. What what message is it is it giving? I just don't think it's it's not needed. Get rid of it. And don't double down and try and argue with people about it. If it was me personally and I'd done something through our channels, I'd say, yeah, Sorry, guys, we've probably got that a little bit wrong. We need to be a bit more educated in, in what's going on. Now, I understand there'll be a school of thought the other way, going, look, it's just a bit of fun. Oh, what, you know, oh, why is this outrage for the women's pictures and not for the men's pictures? Surely it's the same. Well, it is the same, but it's not the same that way. Yeah. It was an interesting having a read of all the comments and the hoopla surrounded it. Yeah. Look, I, 
I did see the post briefly, the women's post. I did. I haven't seen, still haven't seen the men's one. Um, and I must admit, I at the time did not realise that that was a photo that had been manipulated. I thought they were. I didn't pay that much attention to them. I read the line underneath about who's been eating the most cookies. And so I, you think what you think you've been scouring social media to find photographs of hockey players well, who put on a bit of weight? Yeah. I didn't realise he'd put a filter over the photos, and I saw that and thought, oh, I'm not touching that. That's, uh, okay, whoops, probably missed the mark there, Bernardo. And you know what? It was probably at that moment I should have sent him a message saying, um, not not outrage, but I think you've missed the mark there with that one, big fella. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think... Now, I don't know if anybody actually did approach him privately and... And offer that advice. I imagine, I imagine there would have been, but there would have also been people messaging well, with, with support. And, and I, and I know that too. No, Look, that, that, but when the outrage broke, that's what, cause it, they, people went hard for him. And whether that's right or wrong, that's up for other people to determine. But they did go hard at him. And I think that's partly what got him upset. Yeah, I, I don't, but I, that, well, let me finish this bit because I yeah. think it's, it's important. I thought they were real photos. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of people may very well have thought that's real photos. Oh, that is fat shaming. Now, if he's using a filter of some program off of TikTok, as you say, whatever it is, yeah. should that filter be removed? Because all it is, is a, is a, Well, I think it has on TikTok, that TikTok, <laughs> there you go. They have, they, big, big user is, of it. Is it after he's used it? That no, 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 it? it's not, it's not, but there's, you know, there's lots of, Every photo app has got things that you can, you know, yeah. do, do to and enhance so, it. Now, we, we've already decided as a society that it's okay to, to um, stuff around with photos and change them and do whatever you want to them, and, and people are quite happy doing all sorts of things to photos to make them look better or do this or do that. Um, and it's, it's not in very good taste, but at the same time, within a, perhaps a different context, doing the same thing... Oh, well, look, it's different. It's different. If it's you sending something to me, one to one, as a mate, it's that's, fat that, shaming you, fat body shaming me, or vice versa. But that's our right because we know each other to do that. Yeah. To well, take publicly to take to take those pictures into a, such a public public forum, and to go ha 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 ha, look at these chubby ones over here. Meh, you know, it's it, it's taking the piss out of being fat, um, and. I, I don't think you can't blame cancel culture on people's responses with it. That that's a genuine heartfelt yeah. response from those people who've seen yeah, that yeah. seen those images. So I don't think you can just be so dismissive of it. It's it's um some we can agree to disagree, but on issues like that, when you're when that's what your channel is about, I think it's best best left. Concentrate on what you do, and you do it very well. Concentrate on that because it's fantastic. And, and can we stop calling it fat shaming? We've both got to do it because it's body shaming. Yeah. And it's not just about fat people, fit athletics, you fit athletic types out there. Because I've been bloody well body shamed my whole life. <laughs> and I'm not kidding here. I get body shamed every time I walk into a store to buy clothes. Every time. And lots of people do. And it's it's a really deeply subliminal thing. And... Yeah, but that's People what. Do but body dys- I've had plenty of body dysmorphia. Body dysmorphia can come in many ways. It's not, you know, about being fat. It's about feeling oh, yeah. imp- imperfect, and looking always to correct that, and and perhaps never ever get in there. It's, there's all sorts of issues involved in it. I'm quite comfortable with myself. I just have a bit of a laugh, and 
whack people, so it doesn't matter. Well, you know, We're mate, all armed. You know, you just got to give it a whack sometimes, don't you? Folks, thanks for joining us for episode 170 of The Reverse Stick. Go. I've got to go. I've got to go and pick up a little one. He's literally birthday, rushing. Day. He's putting on his jumper <laughs> as we speak. He's rushing. Happy birthday. To, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pass it on. Yes, um, please do. Thanks for joining us, folks. We'll catch you next week. Hope some of you might be able to go for a, a walk and take a hockey stick and a ball with you. Um, Belgian, Give hockey, a whack. Belgian hockey's back on. Certainly oh. the top leagues, November the 22nd oh, after their news. lockdown. Good so news. hopefully we'll get some, uh, some vision of what's happening there. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Love right. you all. And uh, if you're in Perth next Friday night, come along to Billabong Brewery, one of the greatest rock and roll bands ever on Cordelia Avenue. Yep. We'll be playing. Okay. Do it. That's the quickest I've ever seen you pack up. He's, uh, let's see, that, that's I've got, uh, about... I've got to be at school in five minutes. I've got seven minutes to drive there. Seven minutes to drive there. He's got five minutes to get there, folks. Oh, that bus is going to be all over the road, isn't it? I might know I'm in the car. All right. Oh, yeah. that's all right. Good luck, mate. I'll see you soon. Oh, Thanks, folks. Don't forget the charger. Bye. We'll be back next week.